that my expectations would not be realized or would be rudely disappointed, that there was a chilling of life, a withdrawal, a numbing of senses, and one talked only to oneself in the long nights. If she were I, she would go to Boise or Reno, where she had gone to get her divorces from all her living husbands, where she had sometimes flown and sometimes gone by train, where she was going now, and she would not be confined to any man on earth. I had chosen this other way, as she could see, her eyes vapid or sorrowfully smiling, and perhaps I had never been married to any man on earth, but marriage was better, even if it did not last than to be unmarried forever, to be the old maid. Perhaps I was already married, and my husband was dead, but I should remember, even if I had lost him, even if I had lost him after only a single night of wedded bliss, after that one night passing like a dream, that there were just as many fishes in the sea as ever were caught, and love had never been unique, one man being like another, and love could always re and love could always repeat itself, even like the flowers of spring, and there was a second husband for everybody. <clears throat> in that place, I would find nothing but the bloom of disappointment she knew, <clears throat> for she had been there and knew that the houses were empty with staring cobwebbed windows like blind eyes, that there were bats in every broken belfry, bees making their honey between the papery walls, weeds growing up in the, to the doors, that nobody was at home. I would find myself hemmed in, shut away, forgotten, that it would not be at all what I thought, that there was nothing to live for, as breathlessly as she explained, that nature was the cruelest mother, that the much-vaunted beauties of nature had been exaggerated and over-esteemed by those who had never come close to nature, that nature was never kind to nature's children, there was no nature at all, that there were only the weeds and the glowing ashes in all that land. Where I was going, all the young people had fled from, and the old were half in their graves, and nobody remained but the old, and nobody could hear a word that was said. All the old people, those who remained, she must insistently warn, her ashen blonde head bobbing with vague emphasis, her eyes lighted by cold astonishment, her icicle earrings jangling were deaf as doorknobs, as wooden posts, and the human voice was not heard, and there were funeral wreaths hanging on all the doors, she knew, for she had been there, and no one had heard her screaming. The voice of the turtle dove was not heard in all that land, for the golden bowl was broken, and the wheel broken at the cistern. Nobody knew what time it was, for all the clocks were stopped. She must warn me, one so unexperienced, untouched by life, that there was nowhere else such as I dreamed, that in that place where I was going, my crying should not be heard, for there was no person left to hear. All the old persons were deaf, stone deaf, carrying old-fashioned ear trumpets which they did not turn on, the reason being that they did not wish to hear, and their eyes were mere empty shells, filled with no roarings of the outside world. The train whistle, the traffic horn, the grindings of wheels. Their ears were filled with only the roarings of the world inside. Church bells, lost voices, the cries of infants in their graves. Frozen bird song echoes. They were deaf, for they had taken quinine to cure their malaria, which was caused by the festerings in the river bottoms, the marsh butterflies, and their malaria had not been cured, and the cure had deafened them, killing their ears. <clears throat> 